You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Canine Nation is a regular feature column that runs on the Life is a Human online magazine. Life is a Human features articles about what it means to be human, the good, the bad, and the enlightening. This column explores what it means to be human in our relationship with dogs. You can find it at lifeisahuman.com. To get directly to Canine Nation, go to caninenation.lifeisahuman.com. A complete archive of all the Canine Nation articles can be found there. Hi, I'm Eric Brad. Canine Nation is about learning, understanding, and living successfully with our dogs. Modern animal training techniques based on behavioral science can produce amazing results in working with our dogs. Whether your dog is a loved family member or a working dog, a canine athlete, or a trusted companion, positive training techniques based on science can help you enjoy a more productive and fun relationship with your dog. Join us as we explore the many facets of living with our dogs and taking a fresh look at how we work with them. Whether it's taking a closer look at everyday issues we share with our dogs or busting long-standing myths about training and dog behavior, I hope you find something useful in each of the Canine Nation articles. We're glad you're with us. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Swipe It's a revolutionary new product that literally swipes away cat hair from virtually any surface. You know, most of us struggle with a roller or vacuum cleaner to clean up cat hair, but anyone who has tried either of these knows they just don't work very well. But Swipe It's patent pending glove has a magnetic-like quality that removes cat hair from almost everything. And best of all, Swipe It's is machine washable, so you can use it over and over again. To order, just visit SwipeIt's.com. That's S-W-I-P-E-T Yes, a simple solution for shedding. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. We want to hear from you. Listen in. We're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time here on PetLifeRadio.com. We are one of the only live shows on Pet Life Radio, and I'm here to answer your questions. You can call in at 877-385-8882, or you can drop me an email to drjeff at PetLifeRadio.com, and hopefully we'll see you here on Thursdays. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Once upon a time, back in the 1960s, I think, marine mammal trainers discovered the power of marking behavior of dolphins while training them. The concept was simple. When the dolphin performed the behavior they wanted, they would blow a whistle to signal the dolphin that they had done something correctly and that they should come to the side of the pool to get a tasty fish. It saved them having to learn how to throw fish accurately way out to the middle of the pool. The only catch to that marking system was that dolphins don't know that the whistle means good job, come and get your reward, without some instruction. Thanks to the work of Ivan Pavlov and classical conditioning, it turns out to be remarkably easy to teach marker signals to animals. It is a simple association where the animal recognizes the pattern that every time they hear or see a marker signal, it is followed by something they like. It's a simple concept that animals learn very quickly. 
It turns out that marking behavior is not exactly something new for humans. We do it all the time when we interact with each other. We see it in the common courtesy of saying thank you in order to keep our social interactions working smoothly. While our human reward systems can be much more complex than the ones we use with animals, the elements are still there. When we request something from someone and they deliver it, we say thank you to acknowledge that we are happy with the results. The reward can be a smile, a generous tip, or even just the satisfaction of having done a job well. So while the use of whistles and clickers in training dolphins, dogs, and other animals was something of a revolution, we were really just being more specific about using something we humans are very good at: signals. Perhaps the revolutionary aspect we saw had to do with the fact that animals could read and use signals too. But the animal we should be least surprised at is the domestic dog. Over the centuries, we have been exchanging signals with them. And they have learned them by the hundreds. We just don't call them signals or markers. One of the most common markers that dog trainers have used for decades is no. It generally means that the dog has done something wrong or incorrectly, and that nothing good is going to happen for the dog in the immediate future. Different dog training systems have advocated variations of the marker for wrong. There is the choke chain, which provides both a jingle noise and a tightening around the neck. There is the shock collar that delivers an electrical stimulus where the contacts meet the dog's skin. We have developed various forms of verbal markers like "ah ah," "hey," "knock it off," or "bad dog," but they all mean the same thing: you messed up, and it would be a good idea if you didn't make that mistake again. Our signals for wrong worked so well that it shouldn't seem like any kind of revelation that a marker that means our dog did something right should work just as well. After all, if our dogs can learn the meaning for one signal, then why not introduce them to more signals that could make training them easier? Trainers who use a clicker or a verbal marker like "yes" with consistency and provide some positive reward after the marker can see amazing results in a very short time. Expanding the use of markers can enhance our communication with our dogs and open up new training opportunities. Thanks in part to the work of psychologists and behaviorists at universities, an entire lexicon of terms has evolved around the different kinds of marker signals that can be used in working with animals. We have moved beyond just marking right and wrong. We now have signals for more subtle behavioral responses. Unfortunately, the names of these marker signals seem deceptively simple compared to their actual use in training. Let's look at a few of these terms. Reward marker. This is our signal for. You did it right, and that a reward is now on its way. Punishment marker. This is our signal for sorry. You did it wrong, and some form of punishment will follow. A no reward marker. This is essentially a signal for well, nothing. Literally, it is intended to tell the animal that no reward is coming, but also that no punishment will be coming either. It is meant to function as a try again signal. It is a marker that says that wasn't it. But you get another chance if you want it. And then there's the keep going signal. As I understand it, these markers were first developed by researchers working with dolphins in the open ocean, and are intended as reminders to the animals working for extended periods of time, sometimes for 30 to 60 minutes, searching or doing other behaviors that require a length of time. Basically, a keep going signal says you are doing it right, but I need you to do more of that before I can reward you. 
Dog owners and trainers are all familiar with punishment markers, and many are even using reward markers effectively these days. That's because they are easy to teach to a dog so that they understand them. The no reward marker can be a little ambiguous to teach since you aren't really marking anything. In essence, you're telling the dog they didn't do it right, but they didn't do it wrong either. You can do it again if you want to try to get it right, and that can be a little tricky to teach effectively. The keep going signal is similarly complicated to teach to a dog, especially if you have already taught a punishment or reward marker. The keep going signal is supposed to mean you are doing it right, but you haven't done enough of it yet. Presumably, there will need to be a reward marker at the end or a punishment marker to terminate things if they go off track. But you have to get across the idea that the dog must continue doing the right behavior that they are doing. Without distracting them or knocking them mentally off track, not as easy as it sounds. Unfortunately for us, Pavlov's research into classical conditioning shows that any repeated pattern can form an association in our dogs' minds. While Pavlov intentionally made a sound that caused the dogs to involuntarily salivate, we can still see this with our pets today. We have a friend whose dog will salivate at the sound of an electric can opener opening the dog's food. She didn't deliberately teach that to her dog; it just happened. So, what else just happens in our lives with our dogs? What other markers do we have that we didn't intend to create? Well, a common one is "good dog" or some variation of that. From our human point of view, we are just expressing affection for our dogs. But to our dogs, it can be a very effective marker that says everything is going right and no bad stuff is going to happen. There may even be rewards involved, but we have a lot of other markers that we may not be intending. The family that only puts the dog in the car to go to the veterinarian or some other unpleasant place may be setting up the car itself as a punishment marker. The trainer that often says, "Oops, good try, sweetie," might think she is just offering encouragement, but may in fact be establishing a no reward marker. These unintended markers can cause reactions in our dog. That we find puzzling, since we didn't intentionally train them. Whether we refer to this kind of passive associative learning as social learning or classical conditioning, it is clear that our dogs do form associations between the signals we give out and what they mean for our dogs. It could be the tone of voice, or it could be the shoes you put on when it's time to go to the park. The world is full of signals for our dogs that they use to help them predict and understand the world. Since we can't escape the observation of our dogs, why not try to create the associations that we want so we can communicate better with them? Anything you do with any kind of consistency could become a signal to your dog about what might be coming next. If you are aware of that simple idea, then you have the ability to create a working set of signals for you and your dog. Imagine being able to say "Let's go" to move along on a walk, or. Not right now to get your dog to stop pestering you around dinner time. If you are consistent, signals like this are not just possible but relatively easy to teach. But it will require that you think about how you behave around your dog and decide what you want those signals to mean. I don't know of any comprehensive or correct list of signals that you should be teaching to your dog. The reality is that we all teach some signals to our dogs already, but doing it with intention and some planning. Can make for some really productive and interesting adventures for you and your dog. Until next time, have fun with your dogs. 
I hope you enjoyed this edition of Canine Nation. You can find the text version of it at caninenation.lifeisahuman.com. Teaching Dogs Effective Learning is the second Canine Nation ebook to be released. It is a collection of essays from the Life as a Human online magazine on how we train and teach our dogs and what we can learn in the process. The book includes introductory notes for each essay, as well as two essays written specifically for this book. Also available is the first Canine Nation ebook, Dogs as They Are, a look at what our dogs are, where they have come from, and how they adapt to our lives. Both books are available in the Canine Nation store in Kindle format, EPUB format for iPads, Kobo, Nook, and other e-readers, or a special PDF edition formatted for instructors that includes licensing for reprints for students. Just go to caninenation.ca and click on the store link at the top of the page. You can also find Canine Nation eBooks in the Amazon store, on Apple iTunes, at booktango.com, and other online booksellers. You can join our discussion about dogs and dog training on Facebook. Just search for Canine Nation to get to our group. You can ask for membership, and we'll add you to our growing family. If you can spread the word about the podcast or link to our caninenation.lifeisahuman.com page, we would certainly appreciate it. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.